welcome to This Week in Sparkling Water. My name is Joachim Eriksson and I will be your host. Today's guest is Lacey. How are you, Lace? I'm great. How are you? Let's get right to it. Today we are tasting plain sparkling water. So, first one. That's what we sell at work. San Pellegrino. Glass bottle. Let's try it. Okay, let's smell it. Smells like nothing. Smells like absolutely nothing. It's delicious. I mean, it's delicious. Don't get me wrong. Medium-sized bubbles, water. I think it's like the crispest. The bubbles are actually on the smaller side. It almost like hurts. Yeah. When you keep it in your mouth for a second, you can like notice what happens to it. Yeah. At work, we have this beer. It has a crazy carbonation to it where you leave it in your mouth for a second and it just all turns into foam. It's called Saison du Pont, farmhouse ale. It's like made in Canada, but it's like a classic Belgian style thing. And those Belgian wheat beers have a certain creaminess to them. That's, I think it has to do with the carbonation where it's like the bubbles are really small. This is a little bit like that where it's like small-ish bubbles. Okay, next one. Perrier, low mineral content. What if they taste exactly the same, all of them? That's spicier. You notice that? Bigger bubbles? I don't like this one as much. But this one is just more carbonated, I would say. I don't think I like the taste of it as much. That's got, I don't like the mineral. Yeah, so it's got a little bit of saltiness to it, I think. It's got minerals. Okay, let's try the third one. Smart water. The one that 50 Cent invested in. This better be good. Big old bottle, too. Ooh, it almost has a smell. Smell it. It smells a little bit yeasty. I was expecting this one to have some sort of taste. It doesn't. Yeah, electrolytes added for taste. Carbonated water, calcium chloride, magnesium chloride, potassium bicarbonate. This is full of electrolytes, but it tastes like nothing. It does smell like baking soda. That is such a racket. Yeah. And I just don't know how I feel about the smart water. The other two, you kind of get what you expect. It's just expensive, clean, plain, sparkling water. And then the smart water is like... It's aggressive. An actual scam. Today's episode is brought to you by Greyblock Pizza, 986 Pico Boulevard. On your way to the beach. Get that hitter. Lace, what's your favorite restaurant in Seattle right now? Uh, probably still Cantonetta. Cantonetta. You said Italian food? Mm-hmm. So you're a big Italian food gal? Yeah. I had Italian food on my roommate's birthday on Friday at Travolata. And Travolata is not the best. I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. But we, if I'm paying $25 for pasta, I'd like to be impressed. Yes. I had a veal pasta that was 26 And it's like... Exactly. And it was pretty good, but it wasn't great. Yeah. It was actually kind of the worst. We, I went with four girls and they all ordered and it's like super carby and none of them could finish it. And I ate everyone's pasta. What and, a terrible time for you. Yeah, terrible. Oh, I actually, yeah, I woke up with a stomach ache the next day because I'm 33 years and old. And you ate five kinds of pasta for dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but out of the five, it's like the mushroom pesto guy was the best. Mm-hmm. And my one was like a little veal dumplings. And it was like really thin. The wrapper, the sort of pasta dough was like really thin. Was it a ravioli pasta? Or there were it dumplings was in your pasta? Agnotti or something like oh, that. Oh, agnolotti. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, Lace is an Italian food gal. Yeah. I've, if I've served it, I know about it. Okay. I've done barbecue, Mediterranean, Italian, American, mm. sushi. Now I'm doing rich white people seafood. 
That's good. If you, it's, uh, the food is like phenomenal. Like I've been looking for this job for a hot minute and I'm really happy with it. I feel like Goldilocks. <clears throat> I also feel like I found the mechanical bull that fits. Mechanical bull? Yeah. Babar is like a mechanical bull, but it's the one, it's the perfect size for me. <laughs> and I'm going to ride it for as long as I can. Great. I'm glad we found some place that appreciates us. Yeah. Oh, dude, that place loves me. As they should. As they should. I'm a grown-ass man, you know? And you take you could do a good job. I do a very good job. So you cook? I'm starting to. Yeah? Tell me about something you cooked recently. Stuffed poblano peppers. Ooh. How big is a poblano pepper? It's, uh, it's like a skinny bell pepper. It's like okay. longer and skinnier. Okay. So what did you stuff it with? Jasmine rice, um, chicken breast. I put a little like a... Uh, it's like a spoonful of spicy taco seasoning in with the chicken breast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Onion powder, garlic powder, salt, pepper, of course. Yeah, That's like yeah. a base seasoning. Smoked paprika, black beans. And then um, I put some Havarti on top and broiled it a little bit more. That sounds real good. It was really good. That I ate really one good. before work and I couldn't wait to get home and eat another one. Hmm. Is there anyone you admire in the restaurant world? There was a server at Barolo who impressed me one time. His name is Marcin and he'd never worked on the floor at Cinque Terre ever. And he came in on one of the busiest nights of the year. We were short-staffed, and he sold, like, two grand. And he did it perfectly. Like, no voids, no nothing. Right. He's an experienced server, but he just walked in one night. Yeah. Like, looked over the menu and started serving it and killed it. Okay. Like, absolutely (laughs) murdered it. Selling two grand at Cinque Terre was, like, a really good night. Yeah. But he just walked in and, like, slaughtered. And, like, it wasn't even – he was like, yeah, I wish I could have spent a little more time with some of my guests. But, you know, it was was really busy, and I was just like – how did you do that? That's cool. Zero voids, she says. <laughs> I mean, as far as I know, it was amazing. I, I've never been impressed by somebody's serving capacity outside that moment. Yeah, you're hard to impress. That's true. Yeah, you're I hard to impress. I think a lot impress. of my own skill set, so. Have you seen the internet meme that says, like, love yourself, you stupid bitch? Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. <laughs> well, I mean, that's also most of your memes. No, I mean, they have recurring themes. Girl in the city. Girl in City. Big girl in the big city. How is that a theme? Well, that's a theme. Okay. Big girl in the big city. It's like single girl wants to remain single. <laughs> uh, and it's like there's like a self-love, self-hate. Don't you think everyone relates to that? I mean, I don't think everyone is like that. I don't think my mom would relate to that. But I look at it and I'm like, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> I, I guess like most of our generation would probably relate to it. I think there's a lot of types of people in this world. Maybe I'm just making friends with all the depressed ones. My therapist says that people attract people of the same, um, like, emotional health. Right, 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 right. Which is an impediment to improving your emotional health, assuming that you're of poor emotional health. (laughs) Because you're surrounded by people. It's like everyone's drinking like this, you know? Uh, Yeah, I was just Googling that the other day. Like, why do some people want you to drink so much with them? Because they're alcoholics. That's what Google told me. It was yeah. like, because they feel bad about how much they drink. So if you drink that much, then it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember like when I was 21, I was like living in Shanghai and like I was hanging out with all these French people who were like these French dudes who were like 10 years older than me. And there were so many fucked up things that they did that it was like they really fed off of me being there and not telling them to stop. They would always do really fucked up things with girls. And that was, like, such an existential crisis for me because, like, they were, like, all my friends. It's so hard to accept that people can be really cool and really nice and also shit. Yeah. I wish I – I wish they taught more of that when you're growing up. Like, in the, the movies and TV and everything, it's always black and white. Yeah. 
you know, the evil, ugly character and the good, beautiful character. Yeah. And there's never any crossover. And growing up, it's like, I met so many people who I, you know, loved hanging out with, who were mm. intelligent, who were funny, who were yeah. sweet when it came to like day-to-day -day activities. You know, they offer you a stick of gum or they make yeah. you lunch. But when it comes down to it, when you need them, yeah. they will fuck you. Yeah, yeah. It's why I always repeatedly on this podcast refer to French guys as um, that they're all like uh, rapists hyphen philosophers. Yeah. Because it's like they have all these thoughts and these narratives and they can have this hold up a conversation. Yeah. And it's like a very complicated worldview. This like women are saints or horse type of worldview. Like it's really sophisticated. The kinds of like the narratives. Yeah, like really it's a very, misogyny. it's very well fleshed out. Yeah. Like it has a very, it can really fool you because it can go in so many different directions. I met a French guy in Thailand and he was like calling me beautiful and asking me to dance with him and, yeah. and follow me around. And he asked me to like go to a different party with him. And I was like, I think I want to stay here with my friends. And he was like, okay, I'll stay too. And I was like, I just want you to know that like, I'm not planning on sleeping with you tonight. And he got furious. <laughs> he was like, why would you even say that? I wasn't trying to sleep with you. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I just like, you know, and he was like, mm. that's such a weird thing to say. Like, why would you think, like, just started yelling at me and then left. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did the right thing. He was definitely trying to fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't have a, yeah, I mean, you. I had no protected interest. Protected yourself from having a bad experience. Well, no, I didn't. I still had a bad, I still got yeah. yelled at. Yeah, yeah. And then I had to go home and then I was kind of drunk and I couldn't find my way. I mean, I didn't have to go home, but I wanted to go home after that. Oh, because he ruined your night because he yelled at you? Well, it was like, it yeah. was late and I got yelled at and I was tired. So I was like, okay, that was enough of that. I was in um, Pai, which is like three hours north of Chiang Mai. And it's this weird white people neverland in the middle of nowhere, mm -hmm. Thailand. I mm -hmm. guess it's pretty like common for people to come to visit and then never leave. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's a few Thai people, like merchants selling like t-shirts and beaded shit and elephant pants. Mm -hmm. And then... Germans, Australians, Americans, Canadians, French people, just like this collection of like white people. But it's just, it's like at right. first it seemed really cool. I was like, look at these murals and like people doing yoga. And then I got the, I right. like partied there and I was like, oh, you're all like stuck here in this weird purgatory. Right, right, right. Just right. getting drunk for $3 a night in Thailand in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I spent nine years in Asia and um, met a lot of white people running away from stuff. <laughs> you know? Myself included, you know, I don't like Sweden. Uh, but now I'm in America running away from stuff, so it's fine. Um, Lace, have you ever had your heart broken? Um, this coworker at work was pursuing me for probably like four months, six months. Yeah. And then I finally caught feelings, and I was like, all right, mm. let's do it. And then he started fucking his ex behind my back. Oh, no. And then I found out about it because I confronted him, and he admitted it. And I was like, all right, well, you need to figure out what you want. I'm not doing this yeah. until you know. And then he kind of led me to believe that he didn't want to be with her anymore. Oh, and, uh, but pause. You're sure. still both working there? I have to see him like five times a week. And so then he decided he wanted to be with her and not with me. Ooh. And I said, okay, like we have to be friends still because we work together. So let's just be friends. Mm. And um, I want to be clear that I never lied or was sketchy. Mm. I was always like, so what's going on with her? So what's going on with her? Yeah. And he lied. Yeah. And she is crazy. She swallowed a bunch of pills one night. To, like, yeah. kind of threaten him into getting back with her. And then um, now she doesn't allow him to speak with me outside of work. Yeah. So I won't speak with him at all. Yeah. I'm like, fine. If you can't even stand up for me after the way you fucked me over, go fuck yourself. Don't talk to me. That's weird. Yeah. He looks pretty miserable at work. Do you have a certain type of schadenfreude, like, when you're happy for someone else's misfortune? 
with that because... The only thing that made me feel better about it was after he, like, totally cut me off. Yeah. Seeing him be sad, it was like, okay, so at least I wasn't, like, nobody, nothing. Because right. that's what it feels like. You right. know, we talk every day for six months, and then your girl comes back in your life, and I'm fucking dead. Mm. First time I opened up to somebody in, like, three years. The guy before that, he moved to San Francisco, broke up with me. You're saying three years ago? Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, one last question. What is your biggest guilty pleasure? Probably marijuana. Okay. Does it have to make me feel bad? No. Is that one I of the qualifications? Not. Then it's alcohol. <laughs> alcohol makes you feel sad. Worse than weed. Yeah, weed never makes me feel bad. Alcohol makes me feel bad the next day. Probably can't leave this in because my mom listens to the podcast and my mom is like, you know, my mom thinks all drugs are the same. Oh, they're not. And this one time when I was like 15, mm-hmm. my mom. Uh, went into my room and I had like left my instant messenger open. ICQ was the instant messenger of choice back then. In the conversation, I was like super lame and like 14 years old and being like, oh man, I'm so addicted to weed. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I smoked like the most make-believe nonsense Swedish hash like one time or something. And I was like, oh my God. Bro, I'm fucking drug dealer, bro. (laughs) Bro, I'm so craving weed right now. And it's like, but then I came home and my mom was just sitting in the living room and she just cried and cried and cried and cried. Well, why did she go through your fucking messages then? That's one thing you can say about it. It's fucking rude. Because to her, it's like heroin, you know? Don't go looking for answers that you don't want. I think parenting is a little bit of a mix of that and... No, that was a total invasion of your privacy and betrayal of your trust. Sure, but like... And what did that teach you? Not to smoke weed? It didn't teach you shit. Yeah, but like... It taught you that if you get caught, it's going to be a big deal. But so, at what point do you start with that? Like, if you have a four-year-old, you're not going to monitor all their communication with everyone? I'm just trying to make sure they don't get diddled. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Did you have good grades? Were you acting out? No, I was a terrible child. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh. Joel, you're so well-behaved now. I was... Yes. Yes, I am. But I was a very bad teenager, and I fought with my mom furiously every day, and I was very mean to her. Well, maybe that's because she was reading your IMs. Nah, I think I was a bad kid. I like have memories of being like fairly young, just being an asshole and people being like, you're on vacation with some other family and everyone's like, okay, so tonight we're going to eat this and this and this. And how does that sound? And I'm just like, yeah, that sounds like fucking garbage. (laughs) You You were a little asshole. Just like rude. That's so funny because I was a good kid and I turned out to be an asshole. I mean, you're a straight shooter, Lace. You're a straight shooter. I don't know if you're an asshole. I mean, you're an asshole in that you don't treat everyone the same as what you told me on Sunday. You were like, I'm a server and I get to treat the expo like shit. But <laughs> I was it's like, just drunk. you should t- treat everyone the same, Lace. Even not, not even coming down to their restaurant title. Not everyone reser- deserves the same level of respect. Some people are just shitheads. You know what? I treat everyone the same. I don't. Do you think I treat everyone the same? I don't know. I never thought about it. Yeah, I do. I treat every single person the same. I walk up to every single tab- table and I treat them like my best friend. No, my best friend can have one of my kidneys. A guy on the street, I'm not going to let you even talk to me. My best friend can't have my kidney. That's the difference. I'm that treating everyone middle good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm one of two extremes. Yeah. I really want to leave this part in. <laughs> we'll see. Um, all right, Lace. That's it. That's the pod. Bye. Thank you for listening to This Week in Sparkling Water. That was our review of three brands of plain sparkling water. San Pellegrino, Perrier, and Smart Water. And now for our closing segment, 
sparkling water, sparkling mind. Today, I want you to try something that we will return to in the future. I want you to close your eyes and imagine what consciousness would feel like if you didn't have any problems at all. If there was nothing for you to worry about on any level, what would that feel like? And I want you to realize that you already know what that feels like. During brief moments, you have felt that feeling. And since you're familiar with this feeling, since you can remember it, you actually have the power to give that quality to all of your life. You can take that positive feeling of emptiness and you can live with that feeling. 